One of the most used and I think sometimes most abused phrases around right now is net neutrality. And when you scratch the surface, who in fact knows what that means? Well, this week we got a little a little hint of, of some of the outlines of what that's going to be when uh, Chairman Weaver, who was the chairman of the FCC, uh, declared or was in an article in Wired Magazine that came out mm-hmm. online that he is going to recommend putting the wired and the wireless carriers, that would be like uh, the Comcast, the AT&Ts, et cetera, and wireless carriers as well, uh, under Title II of the 1937 Communications Act, uh, which essentially was set up to uh, regulate uh, phones as public utilities to make sure that everybody got access to it on an even footing. Am I right, Gary, in terms of... 37? That's correct. The original. And and he actually... um, Yeah, 37, I think. And basically what he's doing is he's using net neutrality as a buzzword to regulate industries that aren't being regulated right now because there's so much innovation. You don't want to regulate something while you're trying to innovate in those those companies and so he that certainly really, has been the argument so from their really side, yeah. what he's trying to do has nothing to do with net neutrality he wants to make them just as um regulated as the phone the wired phone services and therefore that because they are now categorized in in title two that way as a utility as a utility uh. now by virtue of that they have the same uh responsibilities that the phone company so like, does. So, so like phone, electrical, water, So utility. this is this is for phones. But this is for FCC. phones. I understand right. mm-hmm. that part. Mm-hmm. But they don't utility. regulate. They don't. Yes, it's a utility though, as opposed to um, it's a non-regulated utility right, right. now. Right. Well, you know, I thought we'd bring in Charlie Hopper, who's a friend of ours. He's got uh, a, a service up in the Upper Peninsula where he has been serving people up there in those remote areas with great broadband connections up there. And uh, Charlie, welcome to the Internet Advisor again. Good to have you on. Hi, guys. I sure thought there would be cake again this week. <laughs> it's virtual this week. <laughs> We're still digesting the yummy stuff yeah, that Gary is, brought last week. This is two weeks in a row, Charlie. Thank oh. you for coming on with us. Well, sure. Charlie, I wanted to get your perspective because you're kind of one of the little guys out there in this area. Would you come under this big umbrella now of being one of those uh, service providers that would now be kind of categorized as a utility under Title II? Well, we don't provide mobile uh, services, you know, like phone service, uh, that type of thing. But we do have fixed broadband. Mm-hmm. And my reading of this whole thing is that, yes, uh, we, providers like us would come under this new regulation. And I think one of the things that they're looking at and for years have been talking about is uh, taxing the Internet. There actually mm. would be taxes uh, like the Universal Service Fund and that type of thing. Well, the kind of thing we see in our bills now? Yes, yes, and you'd see that on your internet bill. Oh, well, you know, I, that's the I, first I time I've heard that. Moving. Oh, yeah, yeah I no, that's that. part of it. Yeah, oh, wow. it's a universal fund. That's how they get universal service every to everybody. Yeah. Um, so, so basically, this is you know because of you know how well run your company is, you probably can absorb it, charge everybody a little bit more, and continue. But this could drive some smaller operators out of business, right? Well, there's the other side of the coin, too. If you're contributing to the Universal Service Fund, uh, you're in line to be able to apply for um, uh, subsidies under that and and be able to use that to expand into unserved areas Hmm. 
you know, increase. So there, there's, you know, there are some pluses and minuses to the whole thing. The thing that's really a problem for small business people when it comes to regulation is the uncertainty. You know, how are we going to cope with? And you just have to keep an open mind and say, we'll see what comes down whenever it comes down. You seem, in an email you sent back to me when I was asking you about this, you seem to be kind of skeptical about the notion of net neutrality being where all packets of information are treated equal. Well, that had to do with the uh, the concept uh, that was was uh, verbalized by Chairman Wheeler that uh, prioritize, prioritization would be uh, would be done away with. Fast uh, lanes, you, you for instance, said, they talked about fast lanes in the internet, right? Yes, yes, and you know there are some positive things about that, but there are some negatives. The the one thing that I, I have an analogy that mm-hmm. that I could give as far as the way that regulation regulation from the government is good for protecting consumers, protecting uh, people, but then where does it become intrusion? Where does it begin to intrude? We we also um, sell pasties. We're at pasty.com. In fact, yes. they make a great Valentine Indeed. gift. Anyone. There you go. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, and, you, and you really mail these, and you can mail them yeah. because of the way they're they're made and, and packaged. Yes, you, because you, we came under USDA inspection, and, and that's good, but when we were be coming under that inspection, they looked at our recipe and they said, okay, how much meat do you have? We have 22% meat. And uh, they said, no, you have to have 25%. Well, we wanted to keep our original recipes. We said, what if we just kept the original? You could do that, but they would have to be labeled imitation pasty. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, my goodness. So how do they know what a pasty is? <laughs> exactly. Oh, I mean, that's where you're going. You're right. But this is the case where regulation works against you. Uh, is it possible... Uh, to be able to not have a fast lane on the Internet, that, that everything would come through just in the order it comes in? Or, or do you necessarily have well, that's to? That's a great point. That is the Who point. Who does that if, now? If resources were unlimited, you know, if we had all the bandwidth in the world, we wouldn't have to worry about, uh, you know, uh, managing the mm-hmm. network flow. But if you have limited resources, you have some things that make a huge demand that are not time-sensitive, but other things like VoIP, you know, voice over IP, right. that are time-sensitive. You need that. So yep. you need to prioritize those those packets. And if that is all being taken away, that control is being taken away, then we, you know, we have to ask uh, why. We're actually, with, with uh, Chairman Weaver's statement about uh, their... Uh, everything being put as a public utility under Title II, that's just kind of like the opening salvo in the battle because there are regulations that are going to be much more specific going on, obviously. The well, you know, uh, we as Internet providers some months back were given a uh, questionnaire. Well, I say some months. It was actually last year mm-hmm. that um, were asked about the uh, broadband experiment, and Title II came up in that. It was the idea of being, would you be interested in applying for uh, for funding of this type? Well, that's the one side of the coin. The mm-hmm. other side is, would you start billing your your users uh, that universal service fund fee? So we've, we've been aware that this is coming, and it's interesting. It will really be interesting to see what happens February 26th. You know, and, and we talked about this just a little bit last week, and uh, when we were talking about uh, the proposed requirement to move to uh, 25 megabits. Right. right? And that, we yeah. said, you know, if we move from 4 to 25, there would be much less need to have a fast lane or a slow lane. Excuse me, you're talking about the, the definition of what is broadband, right? What is broadband, right. Yes. 
Okay. And that 25 megabits is what? Explain it for me and all the other well, ones out there. <laughs> Charlie, well, do you want to there's go? A, is, that's the, the connection to the end user. You know, okay. Like, like most end users on DSL right now have uh, maybe one and a half megabits, three megabits, six megabits at the most, most DSL. Okay, then uh, how about somebody, for instance, like on Comcast? I'm a Comcast customer. Yeah, you may have uh, 50 megabits, okay. uh, you know, okay. 60, whatever. And, so, and what does that depend but, on? But see, if you did, if you made some regulations like they have in Korea, like they have in in uh, Japan right now, they're at a hundred megabytes. I know, yeah. right? Well, yeah. it depends on which Korea you're talking about. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's South Korea. You're absolutely South right. Korea, you right. Know, South Korea. It, interesting side note. Uh, my son, he's our system administrator. He told me that we have more IP space. Pastinet has more IP space than North Korea. <laughs> oh, my Lord. <laughs> and you're servicing the Kibunau Peninsula and then the, also some of the areas, uh, uh, Marquette, right? Yes, and all over the UP. And over the UP uh, as well. By DSL or reseller, that type of thing. So, Charlie, it sounds like for smaller operators, there's uh, a silver lining in this to some extent because of some of the uh, benefits that you would receive from this. Well, but you have to apply for it. You wait for a long time. It's not at all clear. Most small uh, telephone companies never got the... the, it got the the contribution. It was the large companies that could afford to do this. So that's the key. Yeah. You, know, you it's, said it's not at all clear. That's right. right. And on February twenty sixth, am I right? Is when we're going to get a little more clarity about what some of those rules and regulations are going to be. And maybe we'll, proposed. Yeah. We'll get back that. to talk with you about that then. Charlie Hopper, thank you so much for being with us.